BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, I have a TikTok sensation in the midst. Do you want me to call you Trashly or do you want me to call you Ashley? Yeah, well, I'm happy to be here. He missed you know his turn mm, i was yeah. like uh, wait a minute uh, you're supposed to turn right right here and say nothing he just kept going so i was about to reach for the handle and there was no fucking handle on oh the inside of the door i remember he, he just kept he didn't say one word to me like his mm. complete de- like his whole demeanor just changed he ended up going to i don't know where the hell it was but it was out in the middle of nowhere all i remember was like there were storage you know storage units um and is this thing on all right gentlemen coming to main stage next this is bunny get up there she's got a tornado of titties coming your way get those dollar bills ready she's got an ass that shakes like michael j fox so get up there and throw 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 them dollars dude that is fucking iconic (laughs) he you know raped me so many times i don't know i lost count how many times um, and I was fighting back, you know, and I kept thinking like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die, you know, going out fighting with, yeah, back, you for know? sure. So, get his skin under your nails yeah. and shit. Yeah. So that's what exactly like I started, you know, hitting and screaming and punching and, um, you know, there, I had scratches from, you know, him, you know, on my face. I remember I even scratched myself, you know, and, um, this happened, this went on for maybe like five or six hours. Oh my God. And he was like, okay, well, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Just shut the fuck up. I'm going to take you back. I was like, um, okay. So I'm sitting there and he was like, if you make one sound, I'm not going to take you back. So I just sat there and shut the fuck up. Like yeah. he said, and he, you know, lets me out. And at this time, at this point, I was already on punishment, you know, with the halfway house right. because of a mix up with a check situation. So, uh, um, I was on restriction and I had to be back in the halfway house at right after, you know, like four o'clock, like four thirty was the latest. And at this point it was like either six or seven o'clock at night. And they probably think I went AWOL or something. So I remember when he dropped me off, I was walking back and I was like crying and everything. I was like, what the fuck? I'm, I have to come up with an excuse. Like they're going to end up sending me back because this is my second violation. And my first violation was just like, like not even a whole week ago and the house mom already doesn't like me. So I remember walking in and thank God it was this one girl. I forget her name, but she was always so fucking nice to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, thank God. And that's exactly what I said when I saw her. I said, Oh, thank God. And she's like, what the hell happened? Like she can tell, like, you know, I, you know, something Been through happened. some shit. 
but I didn't tell her what happened. I, you know, said, you know, I, after, during my lunch break, I wasn't feeling good. I went, we could only go to one hospital at the time. Um, because you know, we're still property of the state. So I said I had either like a really bad ear infection or, um, a toothache or something, but I was like, I had to go get it checked out and I wasn't really, wasn't feeling good. So I went there and it was a long ass wait. And when I was coming back, I got jumped. That's what I said. I got right. jumped by a couple girls. I don't know where my papers are. I don't know if I left them at the hospital or anything. So she was like, okay. And she was like, well, let me, you know, I thought she was going to drug test me, but she didn't, but she had me blow. And of course, you know, I don't drink, you know, at that time I yeah. gave up the alcohol. So, um, you know, I blew and I was going to, you know, blew zero and she's like, okay, well, um, she's like, I'm going to have to mention this to them. She's like, but I'm just going to say, you know, that, you were at the hospital and you told me you were going and you know um because after when you're at the hospital you have to call them to tell them yeah and they have to come pick you up so she's like i'm just going to say that you know um you forgot to call and you just you know walked back so that's why you're really i'm like okay that's fine and she did she kept her promise she didn't say anything um but that's a lot of trauma to fucking have to hold inside and not be able to tell anybody yeah that seems to be like your go-to is just to not tell anybody and to hold it inside yeah i was used to it like you know anything that would happen even till this day, like I, well, nah, not so much, not, maybe not so much today, but do you feel like TikTok's been a little bit th- of therapy for you oh, yeah. to be able to get out and talk about it? Have you ever really sat down and talked to anybody about your trauma and tried to sort through it? Um, so when we, when we got sober, um, and we'll get to that too. You guys. <laughs> when we got sober in December, 2018, you know, mm-hmm. we were at a methadone clinic and I, one of the stipulations is you have to do counseling. So yeah. I did counseling for like two and a half years, Um, but I didn't tell her anything. Now now that I'm thinking of, you know, thinking back of it, I didn't tell her anything about my life. Yeah. I was, you know, passing drug tests. I was doing um, my groups and my You're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. And you weren't really. That's a lot of trauma. You're going to have to unpack it because I'm about to be 42 and literally for my birthday, I'm going to a retreat in Scottsdale to where they put you through therapy from Sunday to Sunday for seven days straight, 12 hours a day where you can just work through all of the shit that you've had to go through in life. Wait a minute. I think I heard about that. It's uh, Marilyn Murray is the lady's name uh, who it's called the Murray Method. I just, when you deal with so much trauma, like you have, and obviously like I have Mm -hmm. too, and you don't address it, it comes out in other ways in your life. I never dealt with depression until I hit 40 years old and it's been brutal the past fucking year and a half dealing with it. And I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Like I want to heal from it. I'm tired of all my trauma holding me back. So you'll get to that point in your life where you're just like, you know what? I want to go talk to somebody because I'm ready to really heal. You know, us Aquarius says we think we can just do it on our own and fucking we're gangster (laughs) and we just. Let me tell you something. I've thugged through it, but this shit I can't thug through. I'm telling you right now. Um, So you have the um, internet kind of in an uproar right now because of how many people you're saying that you slept with. Yeah. How many people is that? Close to 60,000. That's a fucking crazy number because I have fucked a lot of people too. But, (laughs) But, But that's really not... And mind you, like, obviously I went to prison out of those 20 years. I went to prison for eight years. Right. But I mean, 
that's not a lot. Like when yeah. you are literally on the streets, working the streets, you're, yeah. you're turning tricks like, Left you know, right. 10, 15, 20, 20 a day. Yeah. Those are 20 different people a day. Yeah. You know? um, so it's not, and my wife knows about it. She, yeah, she yeah, did yeah, the same no. life, you know? I just, I, I believe you. I just think that it's because people that aren't in the life, they don't understand right. it, you know? But, and I thought that was just, for, out of all the things you've said, that's what the internet wants to fucking get right, hung up I on. Know, that's a- <laughs> like she's fucking shitting diapers and fucking pretended she was dead. dead like, yes. and you guys want to fucking trip over the number of people yes. she slept with. She's told you that she's fucking been in the industry. Like, yeah. I, I just don't understand it. Right. Um, so when did, um, your drug addiction get really crazy? Um, in November, 2016. Okay. Um, and you were out of the halfway house. Oh yeah. I was out of the halfway house. I married, I was married at this point. Um, I already had my three other three babies. So So you have five total? I have five total. Okay. So, you know, my son, he lives with his, you know, at the time he was living with his uh, grandma. And then I had my four minor children. And I was married, but our marriage was the shit, right? He slept upstairs. I was downstairs in the, you Well, your know, choice of men hasn't been great, oh and that's God, due no, to your trauma. At all, mm-hmm. at all. So um, at this point, after I had my last son um, in March of 2015, I think I was going through a postpartum depression. I didn't even know. Mm. So I was loading up on Xanax, Klonopins, but, mm. but my Suboxone doctor was prescribing it oh, to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. They prescribed you know? me Xanax, too. Yeah. Back in the day, that was like the go-to. Like, oh, you have this? Okay, here, take a yeah. fucking pop a Xanax bar. If I yeah. popped a bar now, I'd probably fucking shit myself. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, there's no way I could fuck it. And I used to t- – one night, I took 15 bars in one night. I overdosed, of course. But, yeah. I mean, they we didn't know about Xanax back in the day right. like that. You know, yeah. like, nobody educated us on it. Exactly. So we were kind of like the test monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I – I loved, I loved my Zannies. Mm, oh like yeah, nobody, me too. Like I, I absolutely loved them. And, um, I remember, um, you know, after a year of, you know, my rendezvous with, you know, Zannies, um, now my job was still on Suboxone. I ended up getting in contact with one of my cousin's, um, friends. Okay. His name was Mikos. And the day that I started hanging out with Mikos, my life completely turned upside down. It seemed like, you know, um, the day that I hung out with him was in November of 2016, like a week before um, Thanksgiving. And I start I smoked meth. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't smoke it then. I, was I had a rendezvous it. with meth, too. Yeah. It was just, that was like our drugs of choice back then. Yeah. Thank God there was no fentanyl. Cause I would have probably oh ended God. up fucking hurting myself. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I guess I just fell in love with meth mm-hmm. like that. I loved it. And it was weird because, uh, the people that I was smoking around with, I was the only one laugh. I would laugh so much, so hard. I don't know why, but it was, it was fucking weird, but I would just laugh for hours and hours and hours every time I smoke meth so like I I enjoyed myself and <laughs> and um you know I remember thinking like I and I left for a week I left my kids at home I left my husband my husband at home um but I didn't feel bad about him. I felt bad about my kids. Yeah. So I'm like, I told Miko, so I'm like, I'm a, I have to go back home. Like, you know, I miss my kids and blah, blah, blah. And so. The tweaker um, world is a whole different world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And so I, I, um, my husband knew that I was sleeping with, you know, this guy, you know, and I texted him. I said, look, I'm, I'm not coming back home until you leave. Because at this point I tried to leave him like three or four times in the past and he would always say that he was going to kill himself. So mm-hmm. I would always stay around because I didn't want that to happen. Not yeah. that I cared. I mean, it was I just didn't a care. form of manipulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just cared about my kids' feelings. I didn't want yeah. their, their feelings hurt. So um, I remember, te- you know, texting him like, I'm not coming back until you leave. So he texts me back a couple hours later. He's like, all right, my mom's coming to pick me up. You know, just come down here because the kids are going to be home by themselves. So I, me goes, I tell him, well, let's go. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, let's just go. So I, we end up going down to my house and my then husband was walking out the front door and then my then boyfriend was walking in the back door. Um, all my kids were still up mm-hmm. and, uh, my oldest daughter was so glad that my husband had left. Like she did Aww. not like him. Was he abusive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, he was more like, um, you know, go to your room, stay in your room kind of thing. You know what I right. mean? Like he, um, and it got to the point to where I just got so fucking sick and tired of it. And that's when I tried to leave him so many times and then he would make me feel bad. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, when I left for the week, I just, I was not planning on coming back until he fucking left. There was no way that I could do it. Cause I felt like he literally drove me crazy. Right. Like I really feel like he really did yeah um so when miko's moved in that's when you know i started smoking meth every single day all day smoking crack doing coke um eventually were you, and you were still turning tricks yeah Chach. yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> was not me that was chachi <laughs> That's how he feels about crack. <laughs> okay, so you were still turning tricks. Yeah. And um and then when did you lose custody of your kids? So I lost custody four months later in April of 2017. Okay. Um when did you and wifey meet? We met in October of 2018. Okay, gotcha. Like two weeks after I got out of prison. Okay, so you lost custody of the kids and then where where's Ashley at so, now? So I lost custody of them um, because I ended up going to jail. So I didn't actually lose custody. But what happened was Children's Services came because they knew I had warrants out. Mm -hmm. The police, unfortunately, knew me. The sheriff knew me. I had warrants for child endangerment because a month before then I was pregnant and I went to the hospital because I was having a miscarriage. And my and Miko's, he was there supposed to watch my kids. He wasn't watching them. He fell asleep and it, it was fucking winter and my kids were outside so the police were called so I get charged with child endangerment so did he though but um so children's services came because they knew that I didn't have no family to take the kids so they're like well you know somebody needs to take the kids so Michael came got the kids um so I still had custody but he just had them because right. you know I was in jail so at this point between like April 2017 until December 2017 I was in and out of jail like in jail for a month get out for a couple weeks in jail for a month that sort of thing right um so then December 17 or December 2017 comes around um and that's when my brother gets out of prison he gets out December 20 the one that seventh. molested you yeah okay he um, he was in there for eight years. So he gets out. He goes, um, you know, to my aunt's house. The very next day after he gets out, 
I did see him, you know, the day that he gets out Yeah. Um, at my aunt's house. And the very next day, I, for some reason, my PO decided to do a house check at my aunt's house out of nowhere. And my aunt called on me. I know she did. Yeah. Because I had warrants out and she knew, um, which is fine. I'm glad that she did. So I ended up going to jail. And that's when I had to do my year. You know, right. they were like, well, we could put you back on probation. I said, no, I just want to do my year. Get this shit over with. Because I'm yeah. tired of being on probation with yeah. you guys. Just having it loom over your head. Yeah. So. Um... All right. So where did we leave off? I'm so sorry. We had to take um, a quick break. Bathroom oh break. Gosh. Oh, yeah. So. Um, you we were um, talking about, okay, you were smoking meth and yes. you had went to the hospital with Mikos okay. and got, you guys got charged with child endangerment. Yeah, child endangerment. The baby's um, getting taken away. Yep. So, um, that's what it was. Okay. So I had warrants out for child endangerment. CPS came, had, you know, Michael come down and get the kids. I went to jail. So between April and December, 2017, I was in and out of jail. Um, then my brother gets out, obviously. Okay. Yeah. So my yes. brother gets out. And the very next day he gets out, I end up going to jail. So, which I feel like was like a true blessing, especially everything that happened when yeah. he got out. Um, so my oldest daughter was with my aunt, Trisha. Okay. When I went to jail, because right. I didn't have, she, my, my daughter would not go with Michael. She refused to go with him. So she, you know, had to go with them um, or with my aunt. So when i was in prison um this was like maybe two months before i i was released from prison my aunt decides to drop my daughter off at her dad's just out of nowhere and my daughter at this point she was 12 years old she didn't know anything about her dad she's never met her dad she don't know anything about her dad and this is the one who he was just like a flash in the pan yeah okay has the seven kids yeah okay gotcha yep so, uh, you just didn't have anybody in your life that you could really count on yeah, ever. Nobody. No. And, you know, now that I'm thinking, you know, back on it, I think that my aunt and she didn't tell me, um, why she did it. Well, actually I never even asked her because, you know, it's really not important, but, um, she, I feel like she did because she did that because of everything that was going on in the home and she, but she didn't want me to know what was going on in the home. Um, so my brother was living with my aunt with his daughter and his daughter at the time was like 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was my aunt, my brother, his daughter, which was my niece. Um, and then her, my, my cousin Valerie. So she ends up moving back to Ohio from like Idaho or Utah, wherever the hell she was for five years. Um, because her grandma was like really sick, you know, right. and she was dying. So I, her excuse was, well, I'm going to come back to Ohio and help take care of Ashley's kid. Okay. So she comes back. Um, and so they all, you know, were, my family smokes meth. That's what, that's just what they do. Right. They smoke, even till this day, they smoke meth from the moment they wake up till they go to bed. Like mm-hmm. it's a normal thing for them. Just like yeah. smoking a cigarette. So, um, I Some guess. Some people can do that. Yeah, you know? I know. Like they and it's crazy. Some of them look so young. Yeah, like it's like right. meth preserves some yeah. people. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. And so I remember when I had gotten out of prison, 
of, and this was in October, 2018. My cousin was telling me all these crazy stories of what was going on, you know, with my brother and with his, his daughter come to find out, I guess she, my cousin walked in on my brother and his daughter having sex. And so she said she kicked them out and, but my aunt allowed them to live on the property in her camper after all this happened and we'll come to find out my cousin was sleeping with my brother. So she was like jealous or something. Mind you, she was like in this meth induced psychosis. Yeah. Meth makes people do weird yeah, shit. Yeah. So I guess she got jealous or something cause he wasn't paying enough attention to her and I don't know. But, um, so I guess along the lines, my brother gets his daughter pregnant and, um, my aunt was starting to buy baby stuff for them. Like she didn't do anything. She didn't call the police. She didn't do nothing about it. And, um, I don't know if she had like an abortion or she had like a miscarriage, but I know like she doesn't have the baby. So, um, I guess word got back to, um, his baby's mom, what was going on. And she's the one who pressed the issue of pressing charges and, um, so when I had gotten out, I was released in October, 2018. Uh, my brother was still out, you know, and all this crazy shit was still going on, but his daughter wasn't in the home. Like mm-hmm. his daughter was, I don't know, I guess she was back. rightfully so. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, so, but my brother never like, and I was, you know, smoking meth with him and all this stuff. And he never once made a pass at me or anything. The one that abused you. Yeah. Well, it's because you were older. Right. Right. He only likes underage girls, apparently. Well, come to find out, I guess, like, when he got arrested, he got arrested a couple months later, um, I guess the detective looked on his phone and he had video footage of him drugging or getting high with his daughter and, you know, raping his daughter and had, there was two other guys in the film, Mm -hmm. you know, in the video. That was doing the same thing to her. Oh, my God. Taking turns. And um, they couldn't find... The detectives are still looking for those two guys. And one of them looks very familiar with the tattoos. And it was my older brother. Like, just the way they were explaining... Like, it, you know, um, describing his tattoos. Like, he has a bullseye in the back of his head. Mm-hmm. The guy has a bullseye in the back of his head. That's in the video, you know. So, mm-hmm. put two and two together. Yeah. And, um, and I said something to his baby's mom. I'm like, cause she's still pressing the issue. Even till this day, my brother got sentenced in August of 2021 to 12 to 15 years mm-hmm. for all of that. But they're still investigating because there's, um, minor kids under 12, like under either, I don't know, under either 11 or 12. That's in those videos too. There's pictures and stuff. God. Yeah, so they're trying to find out who those kids are. And my, um, I, I don't know why, but I just had this gut feeling. Like my my cousin, she has four girls. She had four girls in the home. And Children's Services came and took them. And she, even to this day, my cousin will say, I don't know why they took them. I don't know why they took them. And they're all girls. And I just have a feeling that's the reason why is because yeah, of they were what they were doing. Yeah. So, you get out of prison in 2017, October? October of 2018. 2018, Mm -hmm. okay. And then when did you meet 
Brittany. baby baby so. girl over here <laughs> which i love that you guys are bringing her on to your platform a yeah. lot more because she for the longest time she wasn't in front of the camera yeah she doesn't she's the total opposite of me she doesn't like to you know be she doesn't like to have attention on her yeah. at all so um, which I she's turning it. red right now yeah, I know. <laughs> as we talk yeah Mimi can we get her a microphone and get her on here <laughs> So we brought Brittany on the podcast. This is the other half of Ashley. (laughs) Um, So you've been bringing her on, you know, a little bit more on your TikToks and stuff like that. And you guys are actually coming under what Jay and I have to deal with every day. You guys are getting fucking attacked left and right, right? For just being in love with each other. Isn't it extremely toxic? Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I can't post one thing with Jay without somebody being like, oh, she's a fucking gold digger. Oh, fucking. (laughs) Yeah. He needs to lose weight oh what is you know how did he get her and it's just like so much fucking toxicity but through it all it's gonna make you guys stronger yeah because love is love it doesn't y- matter yeah. right like love has no fucking color fucking right. sex anything like that yeah so you got out of prison in october i keep forgetting fucking october, this up. october 2018, 2018. <laughs> how, when did you how long after that did you meet Brittany? um two weeks so i was staying with my aunt for two weeks mm-hmm. she allowed me to stay there for two weeks um I remember I found her on Facebook Aww. and well I seen her so when, were you just you decided you were just gonna be gay or you just were like you so, saw her and okay, you were like okay she's okay. cute <laughs> so when I was in um the workhouse mm-hmm. um this was in oh my gosh yeah the beginning of 2018 like September 2018 mm. we were in different pods she was in the pod across from me and I guess I was just in the bad pod because I have, you know, warrants and stuff out. So they just determine like your level. Right. You know, so. So she I was, was like normal. Three. You weren't. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember seeing her and I remember um, there was a girl that came from her pod. I guess they got into a fight or whatever. They came <laughs> over to my pod. And I was like, hey, who is that girl over there? And I remember them telling me, you know, either Brit or Brittany or whatever. Mm. Um, but they didn't either. I don't know if they told me her last name or not. So. I knew that I was going to prison and, you know, they told me her, you know, stuff that was going on. So I'm like, oh, well, she's about to go too. So, um, but she never went, but, um, I lucky you, right? (laughs) Yeah. So when I got out, um, I was just scrolling through Facebook. I think I was like methed out or whatever. And I was just scrolling through (laughs) Facebook all day. Horny. Yeah. (laughs) High on meth. Who can I fuck now? (laughs) Yeah. So I, came across her Facebook and I was like, she looks really familiar. Um, and then I happened to just scroll through it and I seen like little older pictures of her. Um, because when I seen her, she was, looked like she was like strung out, you know? And when I saw her Facebook, she was healthy. So I'm like, okay, what kind of, then I put two and two together. Like, Oh, that's that girl. So I kept messaging her, and yeah. she would not message me back. She just why wouldn't you message her back? I, I don't talk, know. talk, was, talk in the microphone. I just it's Facebook, so you know. <laughs> She's like, I gotta play creepers. Yeah. <laughs> she was creeping me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I just kept, you know, just kept messaging her. I think for like a couple of days, and then all of a sudden, she just like messaged me back out the blue and. Um, I was like, well, do you just want to go to the movies or something? And she's like, well, yeah, we can do that. And so, um, I had a friend, Ron, he's, you know, I still talk to him, you know, sometimes now, but 
uh, he picked me up and he knew, you know, that I, um, you know, wanted to meet her and everything. So mm-hmm. we got a room, but he let me use his car and then go pick her up. And the initial <laughs> plan was to go to the movies. But when I picked her up, um, you know, we just ended up getting high and then, you know, getting high I, on meth. What? No, okay. heroin. Wow. She, okay. Yeah. She, um, she was sober. Had you for, used heroin before that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, at this point, like I was back and forth between, you know, meth and heroin. Speed balls doing yeah. all that shit. Okay. Yeah. And, um, so she was like sober for like maybe a year. Wow. And, and then I came along come. and I fucked it all up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay. It, it's not. It wasn't all you. Like I had been having urges and stuff and perfect opportunity i guess you listen know? i've been sober since 2018 and it fucking sucks <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah i think about drinking all the time or fucking popping a xanax like it's yeah. s- being sober is not fun it's not it's I hard all the time oh, yeah it's, it's definitely work every single day it is yeah. you you literally wake up and choose soberness right yeah. you, it's not like it's like oh i'm fucking sober and it's mary poppins <laughs> and the fucking yeah. birds are singing no now you got to deal with your fucking mentally ill self yes. and like deal with all this other shit that you have to deal with yes yeah that we ran away from when we were using or do, you know drinking so yeah. no i totally understand that so you guys hit it off yeah i did some heroin together yeah and so um she came back with me to my aunt's house uh the next night and uh, we stayed the night and all of a sudden my aunt started tripping out because she they all were smoking meth downstairs and they had a friend over this older guy um, and she was trying to get me to hook up with him. Like, oh, you know, he has money, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Mm. And I'm like, this is, is this Trisha? Yeah. Oh Lord. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no. And so you and Trisha have a toxic relationship. Yeah. Very. Yeah. And so she, I guess his, his Harley Davidson glasses, sunglasses came up missing or something. And she was blaming me. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, absolutely not. We'll come to find out he misplaced them. He found them the next day. But she kicked me out the next day because of that, right? She made that the excuse to kick me out. Um, But she just wanted me gone, you know? Yeah, she's just a mess. Yeah. And so I, you know, she lived in, she was living at the time with a friend of hers and, um, she ended up getting a job at Taco Bell and you know, they were hiring and um, I'm like, I don't know if I can do, do that, you mm-hmm. know, but I pushed her into it. Yeah, <laughs> she did. She did. So I, you know, my fucking brother dropped us off, you know, in Columbus <laughs> at her friend's house or whatever. And I got a fucking job at Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. And, it's a, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's not, you know? but I just, I think like I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to get clean. I wasn't ready for a job or nothing. So you guys were deciding at this time that you wanted to start getting clean and start doing things the right way. Well, at first, yeah. (laughs) And then when we got our first paycheck, that's when party. It's time to splurge. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what happened. We got our first efficiency apartment though. Um, but it was with the money that she had saved prior to meeting me. Mm. So we got the efficiency apartment. And so with our first paycheck, we were supposed to save to pay our rent for, you know, in a couple of weeks. Well, mm. that didn't happen. So we got, you know, more heroin and, you know, Zannies. My thing was Zannies. And um, yeah. so. <laughs> Memories. Yeah. And 
I ended up we got us when we got got fired from mm-hmm. fucking Taco Bell because we came to work high. Yeah. Um, Shocking that they would right. hire you guys. Like, <laughs> right. What do so, they expect? Well, I was high. She wasn't high. <laughs> right. She got me fired. You're guilty by her. association. Yeah. Poor Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> and so that night we went back home and um, like I ended up overdosing. Mm. On and heroin or Xanax? Um, on both. All right? of it. Yeah. It was a mixture of both probably. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah, yeah. When I woke up, I was she Narcan. Yeah, luckily, we had Narcan. Wow. Yeah. But I woke up, my whole body was completely like on fire. And mm. I was like, what the hell is happening? And she's like, it's the Narcan. I said, no, I've been Narcan before. And this never happened to me. Like I was freaking out. And um, I guess it was Narcan. I don't know. So but, you have overdosed before. Yeah. To be brought back. Yeah. This was like my probably third time overdosing. Um, the other times, like one other time I got Narcan and that was in December, 2017. And that's when that was the last time that I hung out with Mikos. Mikos. Okay. And you uh, overdosed on meth or was it on heroin? heroin. Okay. Um, and he actually, they Narcan me, but then I wasn't waking up. So he was dragging me outside to leave me outside in the alley and I woke up and I woke up to him dragging me and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? He was like, oh, I was putting you outside because we're, we're calling the ambulance, you know, but we you can't be in here because we have drugs and stuff in there. I was like, oh, what the fuck ever. And I was completely soaked. Like they must have like threw water on me or whatever. And it was snowing outside. Oh so God. thank God I fucking woke up. Otherwise I would have died from hypothermia. Um, but that was the last time, you know, and coincidentally and this is not i'm not trying to be a dick or anything mm-hmm. but you know february of what 2021 he overdoses and somebody leaves him outside and he dies wow so. karma yeah karmatic that's crazy yeah. so i remember when i woke up from her narcan and me i told her i said look i'm not doing this anymore like i'm i don't want to do this i remember and i know a lot of people probably think i'm full of shit but i remember seeing my mom my dead mom and dead grandma like literally looking down at me and it scared the shit out of me. And like, I remember telling her, no, I, I was believe so that. petrified. I'm like, I don't ever, ever want to see that ever again. So they were just looking at you in disappointment. Yeah. Mm. And it scared me. Cause I knew they were dead. I was yeah. like, why are you, why are you here? Am I dead? I thought, yeah. you know, what the fuck? And then I woke up and I told her, I said, I mean, we just got to, I got to go to the methadone clinic. There's just no other way around it. I got to get fucking clean. Yeah. And, um, so we walked to in that front that fucking methadone clinic. We didn't have a car. We didn't have nothing. We were broke as shit. Didn't even mm-hmm. have enough money to our name to take the fucking bus. And our, the methadone clinic was like what two miles away. Yeah. So we had to and be the there. And cold. Yeah, oh we God. had to be there. Like, but you guys were so determined yeah. and that's so oh, beautiful. Yeah. And you guys did it together. <laughs> that's yeah. even more beautiful. Yeah. Well, she stayed clean the whole time you know <laughs> <laughs> i had a couple sip, you know, sip right. ups, we but, know you're hard-headed <laughs> yeah, yeah and um but i remember like we like worked you know our asses off you know from that fucking moment forward i remember um you know we moved from that efficiency fucking apartment to a one bedroom right when we got the one bedroom like a month later i got my daughter back you know my oldest yeah. daughter back from her dad and um well, he just couldn't handle her anymore. You know, that's yeah. just what it was. And which is fine. Like I, you know, I was 
going to go, you know, get her back, custody back and everything. Yeah. I, it's just a long process to do that, you know? Oh, yeah. And once but, the kids are caught up in the system, mm-hmm. it's like, the system is such a fucking joke. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, it's just crazy that they do more harm to children than they do good. Yeah. They absolutely they do. They take kids away from fucked up families and give them two more fucked, fucked up, up families. Yeah. Like, it's like, wh- what part of the game is that? Right. It's just crazy. Exactly. And I remember, you know, after we got her. Now, Brittany doesn't have any kids, right? So I come with like a shit ton of baggage. <laughs> it's okay. And you um, probably give her a lot of what she's wanted. Yeah, you know, wanted Jay like came with family. two kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so. it's but it's also like a lot of I don't know. I just feel bad because I feel like I'm like. I don't know. You feel like you're undeserving of real love well, and somebody may, uh, who's actually going to stick by your side and love you no matter what. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just feel so bad because I'm like, you know, she doesn't have no kids. She doesn't have no ties. You know what I mean? No, you res- I mean, she has responsibility, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and here I come along, you know, I, you know, she gets me a job and then I have her lose her job, you know, and then here all my kids are coming in the picture and, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Sounds um, like you feel like you don't deserve somebody who loves the shit out of yeah. you. Right. <laughs> She's there because she yeah. wants to be there. I know, I she know. doesn't have to be there, but she chooses to yeah, be with you that, every day. It also gives me more drive to stay sober also. So. Yeah. See, so in a way, you're helping her right. and you're feeding her needs while you're doing the same for her. And that's what a real relationship is, is yeah. you guys heal together. Yeah. People think, oh, relationships are built on passion. That's all I used to ever do. I used to fucking be, my relationships were hot and heavy and fucking, we would fucking fight. That's yeah. all we did, you oh know? God. And yes. then I got with Jay and Jay and I went through our own shit. You know, it was really hard and uh, painful in the first three years. And then after that, we just figured it out and we grew together and we yeah. bettered each other and yes. we healed each other. And that's a real relationship. If yeah. you guys aren't bettering each other or building something together, what are you guys doing? Right. right. You know, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And now you guys are fucking sober. You got all of your fucking kids back. I was like so invested in that. So she had put that on. I was rooting for you every time. I was like, go, bitch, go. I was so excited. I even like got teary eyed whenever you fucking finally got him back. And I just, you know, I'm so proud of you guys, dude. Like, I love what you. you guys are doing over there and just. You're not just educating women about being strong and fucking getting through, you know, prostitution and stuff like that. You're educating them on so many levels of other things, of same-sex couples, mm-hmm. of being a mom, being an ex-addict. Like, there's just so much shit that yeah. you guys are doing over there, you know? <laughs> and I want you guys to know, do not let these fucking haters bring you down. I no, know, I yeah, know how you, I, I get it. I know. And I, I love talking about haters cause it like, yes. you know, feels the drama or yeah. whatever like that. But I just want you to know you're doing something right. People throw rocks at things that shine. Yeah. And whenever you trigger somebody inside their spirit, that's when they spew vomit, you know, especially if they're like not doing good or they're, you know, half these people are probably addicts that are fucking leaving these comments and stuff right. like that. So yeah. It's fucking miserable. When did TikTok come into play for you? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so. Because <laughs> you got, like, what, 1.6 million on one, and then you have another. Do you still have your backup yeah, account? Yeah, I still got my backup. with like 300 and some. Yeah, good. 340 something. Yeah. yeah. I... So I downloaded, you know, the app, of course, like with everybody else, like with COVID, right? So, yeah. I feel like 2020 either made or break. Made yeah. it. You made it or you, you fucking just fell off. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 
And so I, you know, was just making just like, you know, random TikToks every now and then, you know, talking about mostly I was talking about either like my weight loss or, you know, my drug addiction and stuff. And then I remember coming across um, a few profiles, you know, profiles, fucking pages, whatever videos. Um, And these young girls who are, you know, sex workers, but Mm -hmm. they're like, you know, glamorizing it, which, you know, let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. If, if what the fuck is it called? OF. If OF was a part of my day back in the day, yeah, I would have absolutely hundred percent took it and ran. (laughs) Right. Like there, but there, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And you know, it just, I understand, but it is sex work. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with everything that you say about it. Like it's sex work, no matter what you do, if you're sucking a dick on camera, you're, (laughs) it's a, you're a sex worker, you know? And a lot of these girls are just like, Oh no, I just do internet. Like, no, you're, you know, like we're all in the fucking same. We're literally hoeing ourselves out yeah. for a dollar. <laughs> Everybody can see our holes, you know? So it's like, yeah, no, yeah, I totally and, agree with what you say. Yeah. And I don't, and I, and, you know, I, my intention was to never like make anybody feel bad for what they do yeah. or anything. I just feel like I was reading through like comments and stuff like, oh, you know, how, how do you do this? How are you doing that? You know, like, oh, you make so much money. Yeah. You make so much money on there. And, but that's not how it is for everybody, right. you know? Um, so, and then I kept thinking, like, that's not how it was for me. Like, right. I sure shit was not bringing in $50,000 a month. And right. I sure shit was not, I, you know, enjoying myself, you know. Right. Um, and it, you know, there was a few times where I did come across, like, clients that were really nice, you know. Yeah. And all we did was literally talk. And he'd pay me, you know, hundreds, you know, thousands. Yeah. And it, that was once in the blue moon, now, right. you know. See, Um, I was telling Mimi this before you got here. I was like, it's so cool to have her come on because her and I were in the same industry, but just in two different. I grew up in Vegas. mm -hmm. Everything in Vegas is glamorized. Mm -hmm. I've literally lived in the casinos and fucking made so much money off fucking dudes. So to me, I don't mean to glamorize it when I talk about it, but it's like I just grew up in a city yeah, that that's literally right. that's what it was based on but right. that, that doesn't mean that there wasn't fucking downfalls and that I didn't right. get fucking beat up by tricks or fucking I've yeah. never been raped like there's shit that has happened but yeah. I love that people get to see the raw side of the industry coming from you because you really fucking lived that dude Yeah, like it, they don't understand what it's like to fucking open a car door and not know the person and fucking get in like yeah. that's just that's next level shit dude yeah. My, I have so much respect for you I'm like, my hat goes off to you. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. And yeah. I, you know, I still have, you know, like my friend Kelly, she's still out there, you know, yeah. she was in a lot oh, longer than me. I have so many girls that are still in the game yeah. back home and I love them. I go, yeah. you, you know, fucking uh, Cassie, whenever you, Cheyenne, whenever she comes and hangs out with us, every time we go to Vegas, my whole friends are always popping up, <laughs> but you know what? They're the most loyal they are. bitches, dude. Yeah. And they're like, they get you because they've lived your life yeah. with you, you know? So yeah. All right, so you downloaded TikTok yes. in 2020. So, okay, so then I, you know, um, I remember coming across a couple, you know, girls' videos and stuff. And I'm like, you know, this is not, you know, how... This, this isn't is real. This is how it is, right? This isn't so, real, yeah. um, I remember, um, and 
I, I kept thinking to myself, like, I'm going to end up, you know, talking about, you know, the trauma behind it. Yeah. But I just was too scared to do it because I'm like, I feel like You're if vulnerable. I do that, because nobody knew mm. what I was doing. Nobody knew that I prostituted. Like, it wasn't obviously like, like you know, clients and stuff, you know, but my family Yeah, you're didn't a secretive know. motherfucker. Yeah. You hold a lot of shit in. Yeah, so my family didn't know. And, you know, like, I had, like, you know, friends and stuff like that. And, um, you know, from high school. And they didn't know. Like, nobody fucking knew. Unless you were my client, you did not know yeah. that I prostituted. So I kept going back and forth whether or not I wanted to do it. And then... um I remember, you know, I, you know, was working at the hotel and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to fucking just do a fucking video and just see, you know, mm-hmm. where it goes. So I remember doing that fucking video. Oh my God. It was uh disturbia. Yeah. And you literally yes. fucking have a copyrighted hand yeah. twirl. Like, it, like anytime I see anybody do this, yeah. I'm like, Ashley, I even wanted to do one yeah. one time. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do this too. Yeah. yeah. And I... I didn't, sorry, I didn't realize, like, I remember making that video and it was on my day off. My wife was at work and I went to sleep and I woke up to like (laughs) so many new fucking followers and so many messages. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? I didn't realize that it was that video. And then I was like, wow, it's that fucking video. So I'm like, okay. It's because people relate to real. Yeah. You can fucking sit up there and do all the fucking trends you want, but when you really talk some real shit, the the universe grabs it. Yeah. You know? And the universe was in your favor. They were like, it's time yeah. for you to tell your story. It's time for you to start releasing some of this fucking trauma. Yeah. Healing other people is healing you. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I remember, you know, I did another video and then another video yeah. and it just took off. And I remember at this point I was going through a custody battle with my, you know, three babies. So we already had a guardian that was involved in our case that I had hired. Um, and I'm thinking like, I wonder what she's going to think. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like she, what, what can <laughs> right. she, what can this she is re- say? This is your, you're not doing it anymore. Yeah. This is your real story. Right. You know? And I remember after that took off, um, every single time I went to court like two times after that. And every single time I went to court, she would always talk about my TikTok videos. That was the focal point of every fucking uh, court hearing was my TikTok videos. Right. And, um, you know, I, I remember her saying, um, well, you know, Ashley's doing all these videos talking about clients and prostituting and sleeping with prosecutors and doing this and that. And that's going to be so detrimental to her kids. And I remember sitting there when she's, when she's telling, you know, talking like that for like a whole fucking hour about me. I remember I interrupted her and I told the judge, I said, that's not being detrimental. That's showing my kids that change can fucking happen and to teach them, you know, compassion and, you know, not to be a judgmental fucking prick like yeah. this fucking guardian is. Yeah. And I remember the judge was like, okay, well, you know, we're just going to postpone this court hearing, you know, and all this stuff. So I remember from that moment on, like, I'm like, I'm just going to continue, you know, talking about it because, you know, there's people like her, obviously, yeah. in the world. That's just an asshole, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And... But this is your truth. Yeah. Why? I, th- so 
I did the same thing you're doing, except I did it with my podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, people used to try to shame me for being a sex worker when I got with Jay. And, you know, Jay wasn't as big as he is now. When we first got together, we literally built our platforms together. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, oh, look at her Eros ad. Because I was an Eros girl. I had my ad on Eros. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never, I didn't do Backpage, but I did the ear. Not that that makes me better or anything like that. But it was just, I was an internet girl, you know. And, um, fucking, they would pull up my ads and they'd be like, look at this. And, you know, like try to shame me. And, and Jay was just like, tell your story. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody's going to listen. You know, nobody wants to hear from a fucking hooker. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you'd be surprised. And yeah. literally that's how my fucking podcast was born. So yeah. you telling your story like that is like, it's so fucking cool to me to see you doing that. And the fact that my daughter idolizes you. That's crazy. I'm like, bitch, you don't die all that idolize <laughs> me. Crazy. I'm like, what the hell? But I she know. loves you. That's and so I love crazy. that because you literally are in the same, you know, we're in the same industry that I was in and you're telling your truth. And I love that she like recognizes a strong, another strong woman. Yeah. And there's got to be millions of girls who you're one helping stay away from the industry. Mm-hmm. And if anything, if they do get involved in it, they'll know what to expect. Yeah. You know, be safe about it. Yeah. That, and that's just my intentions. Like my intention is not to discriminate or to make anybody feel bad about their decisions Ever. and what they want to do with yeah. their life. Like I'm all for, you know, you want to do that by all means do it, but just do it in a safe you know, manner and just look out for signs of, you know, like there's just certain, certain things to look out for when it comes to clients and you can just tell like something's just not right, yeah. you know, and I could always even... Like if I would go out there, I can always tell right off the bat. I can tell if you're not going to pay me. I can tell if you're just going to bullshit me. I can yeah. tell if you are wanting to rape me. I can tell if you're just well. You you, know. ha- you learn how to read people yeah. real fucking quick when you're yeah. in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. So you know I, but I also you know want to tell my story so that you know so that girls don't make the same mistakes. Like, I don't want my girls to, that's why I am doing, you know, putting myself out there and, you know, doing what I have to do so that, cause I didn't come from, you know, money. I didn't come from a family that loved me or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to do, you know, things different with my kids so that my girls don't ever have to think about, you know, doing, you know, that because. Yeah. What would you do if your daughter ever came to you and said she wanted to do it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard, right? People ask me that all the time about Bailey. They're like, well, what if Bailey wants to go to the same route as you? And it's like, one, I would never shame her. Right. Two, the more you tell somebody no, they're going to want to do do it it. anyways, and they're going to figure it out, you know? So I, I would just really try to be her voice of reason if my daughter ever came to me and said that yeah I think that I would ask her like well, why do you why do you feel yeah, that you want to do this to you know? do this yeah and if she still wants to do it I'm like okay well this is what you need to do first yeah off, you need to first off carry protection with you at all times yeah you know and then protection I mean like pepper spray oh or, yeah knife, you know a knife fucking like, whatever yeah. you have to carry you always you. need something um and don't ever sleep with anybody without protection i don't care what they say yeah. you know just don't you know just don't do that um and you know i mean i i would totally support you know her decision you it's know? not even i don't think support would be the word for us it would be <laughs> like we we don't have a choice yeah. you know because they're going to do it anyway exactly my little sister came to me like five years ago and was like i want to start working and I was like no I'm not gonna help you 
she ended up on Backpage yeah. and fucking doing shit like that. Not that Backpage is bad. I just, there was, I've known so many girls who have gotten hurt off yeah. of Backpage. You oh, know? yeah. And that's why I kind of have like a distaste for it. It's not around anymore, but right. that's why I have such a distaste for it because, you know, just so many girls got hurt off of that yeah. website, you know. But she found a way to start doing it without me. And now she's strung out on drugs and, yeah, you know, see. living in a motel room doing stuff. And it's, I feel like I could have helped her in a different way. So I guess I kind of learned from that situation, you know, that when a loved one does come to you and they want to get in the industry, don't shun them or tell them no, but you know, just try to help them as much as you can. Right. What does 2022 bring for Brittany and Ashley? (laughs) So uh, like right now we, I mean, I got joint custody. I agreed to joint custody with my kids. Yeah. But um, that's awesome that you did that though. Yeah. And I did that (laughs) for them. Yeah. I did that for them, but things aren't going like they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as we get back into town tomorrow, I'm going next week to file for, you know, full custody and joint, you know. What's happening? Joint. Is he just holding the kids from you and stuff? No, so he's just not taking them to appointments. He's not. I did see that. On yeah. He's, just, he's a dad. And I'm not I'm not defending him. Men don't know how to be caregivers. They no. don't. They don't. But if you're not going to take them, tell me so I can take them, yeah. you know, and he's just not doing that. And, you know, we have certain things, certain stipulations that's in the court order. Uh, like we have a caseworker, like not CPS or anything, but it's like, cause my son has hydrocephalus. So he has like mm-hmm. ADHD problems. He has like a lot of, you know, mental health mm-hmm. issues. So he has a caseworker, you know, with the board of DD and the stipulation in the court orders was you have to attend monthly zoom meetings so we can come together because his, he has his communication is shit, you know, yeah. but he is a man. So I understand, but you know, co-parenting, like you have to talk you have to, to communicate. Me. Yeah. He does not talk to me. He does not text me back. He does not call me. My son's birthday was yesterday. So I try to call him and text him like, Hey, you know, I'm going to tell, you know, Messiah, happy birthday. Uh, nothing, nothing. And even the school even called me, my youngest son. And, um, I guess my youngest son, he's on ADHD medication too, mm. you know? And uh, he didn't give him his medication that morning. And they're like, well, we're trying to contact dad. He's not answering the phone. And I'm like, wow. So, you know, he's just not. Just a lot of neglect. Yeah, a lot. And um, I just, I feel like I gave him the opportunity because I, yeah, he was doing the same thing prior to me agreeing to joint custody. But I felt like maybe he was doing that because he just had a lot on his plate and yeah. he was just overwhelmed. So now that things are changing and there's joint custody and I have them for a week, he has a, he has a week off and vice versa, then maybe it'll motivate him mm-hmm. to want to do things, you know, and mm-hmm. give him a break during that week, you know, to yeah. where he can breathe or whatever. But he's just simply just not wanting to do it. So I'm just going to have to do what I have to do. And, um, you know, the guardian that was even over her case, she was in, she was a bitch anyway. Like she yeah. just did not do her investigation properly at not all. Not the best interest of the kids. Yeah, yeah, at all. So, you know, I'm just going to file for contempt, file for emergency custody, do what I have to do. But mm. I will get, I know that I'll get full custody back of the yeah. kids. And- Are you ready for that, Daddy Brittany? <laughs> 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 Who's um, daddy in the relationship? I don't think <laughs> they both looked at each other. They were like, <laughs> uh, I think I'm more dominant. Yeah, you're definitely more dominant. Yeah, That's so true. I, I gotcha. think it would be me yeah. than, than her. But yeah, she's she's more caring and more patient. Oh, like, very. You know, yeah, the, the polar opposite of me. But yeah, um, you know, 
it's a lot. I know it's a lot. That's why I say, you know, like yeah. even with the joint custody, like going from, you know, her meeting me to, you know, with no kids to one kid to then four kids, yeah. you know, and then I know it's a big, big adjustment, yeah. but she you know. looks like it's she's worth it though. All she does is smile when you talk about those <laughs> kids. So, I mean, I don't see any sort of like regret in her face at all. No. So, mm-hmm. you you guys just keep loving each other. So, besides that, you're just going to keep making content. You're going to get yeah. those babies back yeah, full time. Yeah. So, our lease is up in June. Our house is like tiny. It's tiny. Like, <laughs> yeah. We, we well, yeah, can't. with fucking four kids you're gonna have to fucking (laughs) step it up a little bit yeah so we can't i can't do it i feel like i'm living in a fucking box so we're you know going to get a bigger house and that's it like we're just going to just goals solidifying your family and just staying on the sober track and just making tiktoks and fucking (laughs) bringing awareness to people i'm so happy that you came on the podcast today to tell your story i mean what a beautiful dude i want you to come back every year yeah i'll just bring you back i will come back every year i will yeah (laughs) tell people where they can find you on your social medias okay so it's trashly anonymous or is it yeah trashly underscore anonymous Mm -hmm. Uh, okay on tiktok or trashly underscore anonymous one on tiktok or uh, trashly anonymous on uh, Jesus Christ <laughs> Instagram. IG. Yeah. There we go. Instagram. <laughs> um, and I also have a channel on Sofa Dogs. So that's mm-hmm. like my that's my baby right there with, with my what, channel. What goes on on Sofa Dogs? Um, so it's like something similar like YouTube and like a okay, you know, but they I have editors that edit my videos and does all that for Yay. me. Um, but I, with, even with YouTube, there's certain things I can't talk about. Oh, I now. can't, I, I could never put our whole full podcast yeah. on YouTube without them, uh, taking it down yeah. or demonetizing it. Yeah. So, so that's why I, I, my, you can listen to me for free, but I'm on Patreon. Right. And with Sofa Dog, you know, I can talk about anything. I have full control over what I can say on there and they're, you know, the creators on that app is behind me. They want me to, you know, talk about everything. So that's what I do. I mean, I wrote a book, but I'm not publishing it for legal reasons because there's certain things on there that Ohio will, you know, secret indict. And I just don't want to go back to jail. Yeah. They will do that. The book will happen in time whenever whenever the universe is ready for that. So So right now it's just the, you know, the channel and that's it. So... I love it. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, well, thank and you I can't wait. I cannot yes. wait to see what 2022. I keep wanting to say 2020. <laughs> what 2022 brings for you guys, and I'm just just know you got us rooting for you guys over here. Like <laughs> we're <you>. literally <laughs> in your corner. You know, just fucking go, bitch, go. I know, right. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Dumb Blonde. I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.